Hashtag Wanderlust with Tim Go only on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Hashtag Wanderlust on Money FM 89.3, and we are experiencing something that many of us have not probably experienced before, and that is we are stuck, we are grounded, we can't go on holidays because of COVID-19, and hopefully that will end soon. Um, vacation deprivation, that's what it's called. And it's happening not just here in Singapore, but really across the globe. Many of us can't go anywhere. Uh, and what should we do? What can we do? Well, Expedia has a vacation deprivation study. And it, among other things, of course, revealed the benefits of a vacation. And we know that uh, very well for especially for working adults like us. For me, it's a reset button every time, and that is why I go on a holiday very often, because every time I hop on a plane and go somewhere, it's a reset button for me. By the time I get back to work, I'm eager to get back to work and get going again. So what does this um, deprivation, vacation deprivation mean to you? What's the vacation state of mind? And what did this study reveal, among uh, other things, for many of us? Lavinia Rajaram is the APEC Head of Communications for Expedia, and she's going to share more of this uh, study with us right now. Joining me on the phone line, of course, because we can't meet face-to-face. Lavinia, thanks again for making time. Uh, let's talk about this. What is the state of vacation deprivation in Singapore right now? Hi, Tim. Thanks for having me again. Um, so the vacation deprivation study is something that Expedia conducts every year. So we're in our 11th or 12th year. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do this across uh, 38 countries. Uh, that, and this is with 11,000 full-time workers uh, across various markets. Uh, and in Singapore, we conducted it with uh, 300 respondents. Uh, which then revealed that, you know, close to seven in 10 Singaporeans, which is 67% of our respondents, felt very deprived of a vacation in 2019. Um, and this has gone up uh, since 2018 by at least 7%. Wow. Um, uh, yeah, so I think year on year we've seen an increase of, uh, of, of Singaporean workers feeling deprived um, of a vacation. Um, and, and so, you know, it, it expresses concern. Um, uh, simply because people are not using their paid time off, um, you know, as much as they should. Uh, but there are also a lot of psychological reasons uh, whether people actually switch off when they go on holiday. So you could be on holiday, but you take your laptop along with you and you're still responding to emails. Um, that's actually not switching off. So there's a lot of, um, you know, a mental impact it can have on individuals. It's a compromise. I am, you know, I'm a, I'm a super freelancer, but I have a lot of things on my plate. So when I travel, I have to compromise and bring my laptop with me because at any given time, I need to probably do some work. But at the back of my mind, I'm thinking I am still traveling. You know, it's better than not than than just staying and working. But um, as you said, this is a uh, a worrying sign to think that Singapore is one of, or at least we think, we thought that Singaporeans are one of those very well-traveled group of people in, in the region. Yeah, you know, it's interesting that when we look at our statistics globally, it's the Asian markets that actually rank in, you know, the, the top 10 of, you know, most deprived uh, vacation countries. Uh, Singapore is number six globally. Wow. Um, and, and, and I think that really boils down to our our culture, our working culture of not, you know, being able to switch off. And then there's also this FOMO at work. Like, <laughs> you just you fear of missing out what's happening at work and the constant need to always check on something. 
Um, and 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 so it's it's just you know just our work ethics has has just you know embedded that in our minds. Uh, but people carry their laptops for various reasons. One is you want to, you know, um, you know, connect with your loved ones, uh, glo- you know, virtually. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to get onto chat channels. So there, there are various reasons why you bring your devices along. Uh, but there's also a larger part of concern that people just are unable to switch off from work because there's this sense, this nagging sense behind your mind that you need to stay connected and need to be in the know of what's happening in the office. Your FOMO should be the FOMO of <laughs> you're missing out on life out there outside of the office. But, you know, the good thing is in my last holiday, which sounded like so long ago, but it was only like a month, a month and a half ago, I yeah. brought my laptop, but I rarely opened it. So I think that is a good sign, right? I think that is, you're making progress. It's like I'm bringing it just in case I need it. And hey, throughout that month away, including the time I was stranded, I never needed to do any kind of work. So that's a good thing. But uh, (laughs) all right, uh, let's talk about, again, your, your vacation deprivation study. Do you think that now with with uh, this COVID-19 like, you know, looming above all of us, yeah. it, has the desire to travel fallen or will it go back or is it more now because now we know what we've taken for granted. We took for granted of that holiday and now we realize, hey, we can't just go on a holiday anytime now because of this. I think, you know, in, in general, we have observed that confidence in travel has been shaken mm-hmm. as a result of COVID-19. Okay. Um, you know, we, uh, Expedia, conducted a dipstick uh, poll um, in in, uh, in March, uh, between 4th and 27th of March, with a 1,000 Singaporean uh, residents, just to understand how people were feeling um, with the various uh, circuit breaker measures that were being put in place. Mm-hmm. And some of the responses we got was over 8 in 10 response uh, respondents expressed concern over their travel plans being affected uh, by COVID. Um, you know, more than 50% of the responses uh, also indicated that their travel plans um, have already been changed or cancelled due to the pandemic. Um, and, and more than 50%, at least 51.6 responses indicated they did not intend to travel for the foreseeable future. So there was a little bit of lack of trust. And this was wow. way back, this was in March. Um, and we hope that will shift among Singaporeans over time. Uh, but this was really uh, way back in March. And, and, and I think it really comes down to uh, working closely with, you know, the travel industry working closely with government to ensure that consumers feel, um, you know, that they feel safe about traveling tomorrow. And what sort of measures are going to be putting in place when you jump on that first flight to get out, uh, whether your safety is taken care of. You are listening to Hashtag Wanderlust here on Your Lunchtime. We're talking about vacation deprivation and your vacation state of mind. I am with Lavinia Rajaram from Expedia. Expedia, of course, conducts yearly vacation deprivation study, and we're talking about our state of mind right now. So having said that, Lavinia, I am hoping, you know, I am the glass half full kind of person. (laughs) So I'm hoping that at the end of this COVID-19 pandemic, uh, people will be yearning to travel more now because they, well, didn't travel for the first half of the year. And now we need to, you know, just do it. Just, you know, putting the word bucket list literally because, you know, you're kicking the bucket. You never know when you're going to kick the bucket. So let's just do everything on our bucket list. That, you know, uh, we're going to see a lot of uh, excitement happen when travel opens up again. 
Um, and, and firstly, people are yearning to see their loved ones. So that's going to be, uh, we're going to see a lot of joy come out of travel. Uh, when, or travel when, with your loved ones, really. Bring tra- your parents with, out. Yeah, bring your parents out. And I think that is, you know, that's what people are, are feeling right now. And there's a massive psychological effect of, you know, being locked up at home. Um, and we're, we're seeing a lot of people go into thinking about travel experiences, looking at old photographs, sharing of old <laughs> photographs on social media. So there's this whole nostalgic, uh, you know, feeling that's happening on social at the moment. And people are doing flashbacks and looking back at their travel. Um, and, and so we're, we're definitely observing a lot of this excitement going to happen in a couple of months' time. I'm doing that with my own <laughs> Instagram page, <laughs> if you haven't noticed. Uh, looking at yeah. travel pictures from way back when we can still travel and then yearning to travel again in the future. Um, all right. So in, in terms of preparing for this now, with knowing what have happened, what happened to us during the COVID-19 uh, situation that we are in, how can travelers uh, prepare for the next step of this when we get out of this? You know, while we know that Singaporeans are looking forward to travel once again, and, and when this is going to happen, it really remains a question. So, so we're we're doing a couple of things to ensure uh, you know our travelers have the, um, the the right access to information. They also have the right access to tools and services that will make it easier for them to travel. Mm-hmm. So, firstly, the topic of safety has come to fall for travelers. Um, you know, as Singaporeans prepare to travel. In the months to come, it is really, really important to be constantly updated with travel advisories uh, by local government. So if you're looking at destinations, you know, just read up about what sort of uh, uh, measures government has put in place. So look up at travel advisories mm-hmm. to safeguard the safety of yourself and your traveling uh, you know, companions. Um, and secondly, when you book for travel, look for uh, be flexible with your travel plans. You know, situations in every country could change any day. Oh yeah, um, I know that. <laughs> and, and, and so, and, and and any minute. So just ensure that you keep some flexibility in place. Um, and when you're booking, always opt for booking that allows you to make changes or cancel your arrangements for free. Um, and so you will notice book a book a refundable. Uh, make sure your flight has a lot of flexibility. Um, and thirdly, you know, personal hygiene is going to be very important, more mm. so than ever. Um, and Singaporeans should really think about packing your face masks, bring your hand sanitizers, your wet wipes, and you know whatever else you feel most comfortable with. Because I think we've just created a whole lot of germophobes um, <sighs> in, in the near future. So think about hygiene um, and, and sanitization as part of your, your travel plans as well. I think what has come up here as well during this period, uh, Lavinia, as, as far as my experience was concerned, I never really reached out to any of my well, three countries that I'm eligible to get help from. <laughs> and yet I managed to get back safely to Singapore and and all because of the coordinated effort of of foreign ministries around the world, uh, airlines as well, trying to bring people back home because they just have to do it. So yeah. I think and, that, and that for me is a, 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 a confidence that wherever I may be, one of them, one of the airlines or one of the countries that I am a citizen or a resident of will do whatever it takes to bring me back home. I, I think that is, um, you know, that's is quite rewarding and heartwarming to hear about, Tim, because this is an experience, this is a situation no one um, mm-hmm. had a playbook for, nor did we prepare for. And so every company in whatever industry, they're just doing their level best to ensure people are safe, 
people are taken care of and nobody is left out there stranded. So whether it's your, you know, your government stakeholders or your travel partners, everyone just wants to help to make sure that people are kept safe mm-hmm. um, and, and they're, they're safe at home with their loved ones. Uh, so we're all doing, doing our best. And I think we're uh, two months in and in some countries we've experienced this um, you know, crisis even longer. Uh, what we hope for is for a better future and people will start to you know, go out and experience the world in a whole completely new light um, that has been brought upon us. So let's hope for a better future uh, with travel. And I see, I notice now a lot of airlines are uh, putting up advertisements, sort of public service announcements or advertisements, uh, you know, telling people that we will fly again, but for now we are flying you home and things like that, which is supposed to reassure us, right? That they will yeah, absolutely. fly us back home and take it from me. My experience is that, you know, you might not be able to get back uh, immediately after something happens or borders close, but eventually you will. So just stay wherever you are and enjoy what uh, what is there to to be enjoyed. Like no other tourists around. Yeah, that, that's. I, I think that's. Um, if depending on how you see it, like you said, a, ha- a glass half empty or half full. It's always uh, half was- full for me. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there's always some rewards at the end of it. I think you know patience is a virtue here. Um, and we just need to apply that in, in the new way of traveling post-COVID. All right. Talking about the new way of traveling. So, you you know, you put all those precautions uh, that you mentioned earlier when, when we are traveling. Uh, another new way of travel that I think has come up is that domestic travel. Okay, it doesn't apply much to us here in Singapore, but around the mm-hmm. region, in the Philippines, in Malaysia, in Thailand, uh, domestic travel should get a boost because people will be more confident in traveling locally. Yeah, um, and, and I think, you know, you, you say that we don't see that in Singapore. I think Singapore will start to see a trend of people wanting to do staycations, um, you know, quite a bit, um, simply because they just want to get out of their homes. Um, and while they, they can't go anywhere, I think they can do a road trip to Malaysia if borders open up. Um, and if that doesn't happen, then a staycation becomes the, the best option for everyone. But in other markets, I think, um, you know, as domestic travel becomes the new norm, um, where, when, when travel happens again, uh, road trip is going to become the, the biggest thing that people do. They're going to pack their cars, they're mm. going to get their families, and they're going to go venture out, whether it's a 10-hour drive. It's anything to get your, you and your loved one away from your home and enjoying the, the sights and, you know, just going into the countryside and doing some travel. Uh, so road trip will be big. Um, and then we are very heavily dependent on what the airlines are going to offer. And as borders start to open up, um, we'll see some movements happening. We're already starting to observe that in countries um, in Taiwan and in Korea. People are starting to travel again domestically. So there's some uh, you know, light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> There will um, and, and, be. Yeah, and, and, and hopefully that will start to start to shape um, over time. Uh, we just need to put a lot of trust in our in our government today to make sure that happens. Um, and just comply. If, if you're, if you're men, meant to maintain social distancing, just do that. You know, because over time, you know, just be patient and things will happen for good. And we survived this bout of it. So I'm sure we will survive the next one if ever it comes around. So we're all just keeping our fingers crossed that we'll be able to travel again very, very soon. Thank you very much again, Lavinia. Lavinia Rajaram, the APEC Head of Communications for Expedia, joining us here on Hashtag Wanderlust on Money FM 89.3.